This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I wrote this while working in Hawaii before returning to the reality below zero here at home. We were fortunate enough to be in Hawaii and not on Tonga recently when the volcano of this millennium devastated the Polynesian island in the South Pacific. Some of the loudest sound waves ever recorded from a natural event from this eruption literally deafened the residents of these islands and were heard 1,300 miles away in New Zealand and even further away in Alaska while air pressure waves reached Finland. This volcano produced two airwaves fell around the world compared to three and a half waves when Krakatoa exploded in 1883. Tonga, being an underwater eruption, only produced 2% of the air pressure disruption that Krakatoa did. The Tonga eruption was the largest since Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines in 1991. That one occurred at a higher altitude, which pushed more cooling sulfur dioxide particles up into the atmosphere. Scientists say that only a minor amount of atmospheric sulfur dioxide particles reached the stratosphere from this eruption, so it will produce little cooling. The primary reason for this is that the Tonga volcano has collapsed into the ocean following the eruption, leaving very little land above water. By contrast, in comparison, Tambora in 1815 sent so many of these cooling particles into the atmosphere that it significantly impacted global temperatures, causing a year without a summer. The Tonga volcano will not be the answer to global warming. What set records this time was the number of lightning flashes, over 100 per second or 200,000 discharges per hour from the ash particles. Nutrient ag climate scientist Eric Snodgrass says that he expects very little impact on the climate and thus crop yields around the world from this volcano. It could be argued that the cooling following the Mount Pinatubo eruption improved the corn yield here from what it otherwise may have been, as noted, the Tonga eruption will have a little climate impact. The volcano created tsunami warnings across the Pacific, which made me happy that we were on the 16th floor. There are surfers within easy view of our resort every day on Waikiki, so that you become used to seeing them in the surf. Waves here are typically 1 to 4 feet high, so they are good for what I would describe as recreational surfing. They are good for beginners. After all, waves are commonly over 20 feet high on the north shore of Oahu. That's why they call it the Bonsai Pipeline. The morning after the volcano, I called for my wife to come see as the surf was noticeably up. The increase, while measurable, was arguable whether it fit the definition of a tsunami as they were only one to three feet higher than usual in this part of Hawaii. Instead of scaring everyone, the surfers all flocked to the beach to take advantage of the larger waves. The surf crowd in Hawaii gets up early and is seen floating out beyond the breakers looking for a good ride at daybreak. It is a different world. Back home, we missed a snowstorm. The last time that we were in Hawaii, there was also a tsunami warning with, from an earthquake, so we have historical timing. Scientists study ash records and determine that the scale of the current ex volcanic explosion in Tonga only occurs every 900 to 1,000 years. Some will be selling t-shirts here saying, I survived the Tonga volcano. They'll be giving them away in Tonga. If you ever travel to Oahu, Hawaii, I would recommend visiting the Polynesian Cultural Center in the northeast portion of the island. 
Centuries ago, missionaries from the Church of Latter-day Saints bought over 6,000 acres on the island, which included a fresh water source. It was a very good buy. Today, it is a small city with one of three campuses of Brigham Young University, as well as the Polynesian version of Disney Epcot in Orlando. Located on 42 acres, instead of countries, their center features islands of the South Pacific. They separate into islands such as Tonga, Fiji, Tahiti, New Zealand, and a couple islands I had never heard of, featuring their entertainment, foods, and cultures and programs throughout the day. That is followed by Buffet Luau, and what is reputed to be the best Polynesian program performance on the island in the evening. The center is staffed by students of the university coming from throughout the Pacific. The impact of the tsunamis ranged the entire Pacific, including the West Coast, but there were mostly advisories, which are short of warnings, with few deaths attributed. The primary loss of life will have been in Tonga, and I am sure that a pall has been cast over the Polynesian Cultural Center, as the extent of devastation is determined there, is a stark example of how quickly paradise can be transformed by nature in an instant, how little control that we humans have. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 